Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide to the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Slerno, and alongside me is my brother, Tyler. Welcome back, everyone. Great to have you. Um, we're really excited for today's episode to talk about some video games and the state of play. Yep, exactly. We're going to talk about what we're playing, like always, and we're going to talk about the state of play and maybe if we have time, a little bit about the Suicide Squad reviews. So uh what have you been playing what have i been playing so i've been incredibly busy but that has not stopped me from playing some good video games this week um really my two main has been uh i'm been sticking with tekken 8 surprisingly i've been Mm -hmm. um, continuing to learn um continuing to get better at the game slowly um you know if you're if you're a street fighter or mortal Kombat player who's considering trying tekken out i was that person and after a week of playing i am uh like really really impressed with the level of um teachability and and the ways that it gives you to learn i just realized or or discovered that there's a replay feature and it allows you to go into your past replays even your ranked matches and see all of your mistakes and actually take control of your character and fix and correct yourself for the future. I've never seen anything that detailed in a fighting game before. Yeah, you showed me that last night and I I was honestly blown away by that. And I was like, wow, this is modern gaming to me. This is the kind of cool things that you don't see every day. And so like you were playing a game and we were watching a replay of one of your previous games and anytime you could basically press a button and jump into the game and replay that moment so if you like screwed it up you could repractice that moment over and over again and i just thought that was that was impressive like after coming yeah. from uh, mortal kombat 1 i mean i'm not a fighter guy at all i don't i don't really play but them, you played but, like, a few matches with me yeah yeah and i mean i played mortal kombat 1 through the campaign um played a few online and then going over to this and seeing like oh wow like the 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 contrast is very stark it's like that that's exactly kind of where i'm at too uh i've been a mortal kombat fan for years i've been playing at a i'm gonna call it a ranked level right i've been playing at a ranked level i'm not saying i'm good just that i can stand my own uh I've been playing at that level for two or three games now. And so you you once you're at that level, like you you're like, okay, I understand the foundations of the game. I'm not Sonic Fox, but like I understand what I did wrong when it happens. Um Tekken, you know, I I'd played it in the past, but had never d- divin in that deep. Um and uh so you know, I thought, hey, we're doing a podcast. I love fighting games, like, you know, it's just a great opportunity to dive in. I also saw a lot of videos of people saying, um, like I'm doing in this podcast, saying, Hey, if you are interested, this is a great time to start. And so that kind of prodded me. And and if I can mm-hmm. lend my support to that, um, I certainly do too. Um but I'm, I just got to say, I'm really impressed with the release of this game. I mean, there's a lot of characters. It's very clean. I'm not really having any issues. Yes, there's a couple small bugs and networking things. But overall, it's just been a sterling release. I've beat the story. I've beat the arcade quest. I've beaten most of the character chapters. I'm just having fun. And mm-hmm. it, the number one thing that people say, tech and creators say, and I'm going to also say is, just don't worry about knowing everything first. It, it's a game that does allow you to be bad at it and you can just sit there and click some buttons and have some fun and slowly slowly build up knowledge and learn it so Mm -hmm. um it's it's i've been really shocked i think this has probably sold me to be a tekken fan and and uh, as i've you know mentioned i'd really like to do a deep dive video into tekken 8 as a beginner and show people um kind of (laughs) 
per, per, uh, specifically, I'd like to say, hey, from an MK1 player, this is how I'm interpreting Tekken and kind mm-hmm. of abridge the gap there. Um, so if you're interested in seeing that video, we would really love to see some comments, likes, and subscribes to encourage us to create that content. Um, of course, we do weekly content as well as daily shorts, but um, you know, we would really love to see uh, if that if there is an audience for kind of more specific dive, uh, deep dives into games like this. Um, so please like comment, subscribe, uh, fill out our ask online. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the more you participate, the more, uh, content we'll make. Yeah. Yeah. Great little, little, uh, <laughs> self, uh, yeah. Self yeah. We're always there. looking for, to, you know, expand our content library and kind of see what we want to do and possibly, you know, diving more into like the long form content is always something we're exploring. But that's awesome. I personally don't think I'm going to get Tekken. It's not my no. my speed, but I am thoroughly impressed by it. Uh, yeah, watching you play it, I thought it was it was pretty cool. I've actually, you know, what I started playing is I I downloaded Yakuza Zero after talking and seeing um about the Infinite Wealth that came out not too long ago and it getting like it's like ten out of tens and stuff like that. I was like, ah, maybe I should jump jump into this. But the thing with Yakuza is like you have to know the entirety of the story. You have sure. to, you don't have to, I'm sure, but like it it certainly helps uh, the characters. And there's like there's like twenty something games, and yeah. and there a lot so, of them. It's been like a decade, over a decade, building this this long narrative. So it's like okay, download. It's they're all on Game Pass. I'm gonna download Yakuza Zero. Uh, I played a couple hours of it, and honestly, I've I've really enjoyed it so far. It's you know just an old school arcade brawler, which is kind of just, fun. It ha- you know what's really funny is there's kind of a um a synergy between Tekken and the Yakuza games because they're both incredibly serious games like Yakuza, oh. the Iron Fist tournament. Like they're very serious games, but they're also goofy as hell. Like yeah. they're so goofy. Tekken, you literally have a bear you can play and he's trained in Mishima style fighting in Yakuza. You're like doing karaoke on your off nights. Like they're both super silly. And I love that serious, silly contrast that a lot of Japanese studios go for. I know it, it must be like a Japanese thing to have. Like that must be like really popular to have that really stark contrast between the 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 two the like hey here's we have this really serious story but because we don't want it to be too serious here's some random thing you do yeah like literally the first hour of the game you sing karaoke and get drunk with some guy and i'm just like i just beat up a dude and now i'm singing I, karaoke. Like, yeah, yeah. i just got money from him i'm yakuza man like this yeah. isn't funny yeah it's, but it, it honestly makes it so unique and so fun and it like i like when games don't take themselves too seriously because like we all have to remember it's literally a video game it's not oh, yeah. that serious and this isn't real life and yeah we live out our fantasies and stuff through these games but it's so fun to take a step back and be like let's just be weird let's get weird with it yeah um now correct me if i'm wrong Yakuza 0, I believe, is a prequel to the... It was not released first. It's a prequel Mm-mm. to the first game. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I I haven't fact-checked that. I haven't looked at the but, actual history, but as far as chronological, it's the first one, but I don't think yeah. it was the first one released. Okay, yep. I, I believe that's the case, and I know that one is also a beat-em-up game. Um, mm-hmm. Yakuza, like a dragon series, is a turn-based RPG, and which has really kind of... I thought it was an offshoot, but it's starting to seem like they might want to move forward with the main series as that turn base. Now, I don't know. There's probably mm-hmm. an expert in Yakuza that we could ask. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see uh, how that goes because I would love to pick it up as well. Yeah, I'd be interested. If anybody out there knows more about this, uh, pixelatedrealms.org slash ask and leave us a comment about how wrong we are about this. 
Yeah, um, educate us on some Yakuza. Yeah, very interested in that. And then as far as like upcoming games, um, yeah. I, I was keeping an eye on Suicide Squad, but obviously that has been well, getting just Well, let's hammered. talk about that a little bit. So I'm a huge uh, DC fan. I'm a huge DC games and, and animated films. And personally, I own Suicide Squad comics. I own uh, the, the animated films. I really like the Suicide Squad um, personally. And so I had my eyes on this for a while. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it in any of our previous episodes, but I, it, it may or may not have just been kind of like briefly mentioned. But regardless, um, you know, I was really looking forward to this title. I have not purchased it yet. I think from, they kind of from what I've hit, seen. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got hit by not kind yet. of a media. Uh, how do you? How do you? What do you call it? A media situation, right? Things went bad for them pre-release, right? It was a bad situation. So no, regardless of what the game result ended up being, they stubbed their toe before the finish line. Um, and so what I'm seeing now in a lot of the reviews, which is not surprising, and I've had this experience myself in many games, is you get you, you read the reviews and it basically is like, this game is garbage, this game is garbage, it's not great, doesn't live up to expectations. And then I'm like, you know, sometimes I just go, you know what? I'm not going to believe it. You go buy the game and you start playing it. You go, okay, I'm kind of seeing it. There's like, you know, this doesn't work. This doesn't really work. Like this doesn't seem thought out. The end mm-hmm. game isn't really quite there, but like I'm having fun. Like it, it's yeah. not like I'm wasting my time. Like I feel uh, cool. I'm running around as, uh, you know, Deadshot or Harley Quinn. Like, and that's what everyone seems to be saying. And no one can agree how that scores. Like no one can agree if that's a five out of 10 or an eight out of 10 or, but like, there's something to be said about it. It's not yeah. total garbage. If you can go in, have 20 hours of fun, and you know maybe it doesn't want you don't want to play it any longer, you know that deserves a little bit of credit. Um, of Does course, it change I your would... mind that it's a seventy to ninety dollar title on top uh, of whatever their microtransactions probably are? Frankly, I don't think I think video games shifting to seventy dollars is already really a big ask, um, especially when video gaming is geared to such a large audience um i think it makes it really hard for younger kids to get games um yes now we're adults we have salaries and we can buy games as our as we please but but it wasn't that long ago that you know we had had allowances and and that wasn't accessible so i, I don't like well, it and for you can't kind of... rent you can't rent anymore we used to rent games we couldn't afford so like that was the t- to me that's where i think about the pricing i don't think like ah shit i'm pissed i have to pay an extra ten dollars um I'm mad that it's has less access to people. Um, and and well, yeah. I, but would you pay seventy dollars for a, a game that gets a f- consistent five out of ten? Right? No, like, no. I, I I will wait for sale to play. I will probably be waiting until this goes to an Xbox Pass or the PlayStation Premium, or I will wait until it is heavily discounted before purchasing. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. So I'm not like completely writing this off yet. I think that it's possible this could make a resurgence, but I think in its current state, I'm definitely going to skip it. I've, I haven't played it, obviously, but it seems like, you know, the, the reviews are saying, like, this isn't a, a go-to game, um, which might honestly be the death of it. Because if if they can't, you know, they kind of want it to be a live service game, but if they can't, you know, make money off of it, it's just going to die. But if they do maintain it, because, you know, this is Rocksteady we're talking about. They're big well-known company that's known for putting out pretty decent games so if they are given the go-ahead to keep maintaining this thing and then they come out and say hey listen we know it came out in a kind of an iffy state we we took everyone's feedback we've made some changes with the future dlc 
there's new updates with the game. Maybe we're redoing our loot system, yada, yada, yada. Right, right, right. Uh, I could see this making a resurgence, but it, it would really have to take an investment by the developer, and I just don't know if they're going to do it or not. I don't really see that happening. Um, I got to admit something to our viewers and to you. I am not a huge fan of their games. Um, I <gasps> personally, I don't love the Arkham series. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> um, love Arkham Asylum. Such a good. Such I didn't game. really like Arkham Knights. Uh, Arkham Asylum, I'd usually get through like about a third of it. And then I'm just like. Was <sighs> Arkham Knights one where you play as the sidekicks? correct i think that one wasn't very well received so that's not a but that was it's it's fairly recent um Mm -hmm. there's you know so there's the arkham asylum games but i've tried to get through those as well um i don't know it just felt too xx like attack 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 Mm -hmm. attack attack counter attack 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 i i I just i get bored to death i couldn't do it for me like batman's cool because i don't know what he's gonna do so when i am batman (laughs) i I think there's some magic that goes away um Uh so uh, I'd love to, you know, people who did love those games, I think we'll, we'll definitely have an inter- different, different interpretation. Um, but like I said, I really wanted to play this game. I wanted to, to, I wanted it to be good. So it'll just have to be on the back burner and I'll be waiting for a steam sale myself. Yeah. I, same thing. Like I, I could see this, honestly, if they came out and they're like, Hey, listen, we're going to make this a free to play game. And I actually could see this becoming very popular. Yeah. Um, that would be I'd, smart. I, but, I don't but the thing is I don't know if they can do that. Like yeah, as, can as they smart do that? theoretically as that is, all this stuff still takes money, right? And yeah. you know, the you free to play model means that you're relying very heavily on microtransactions. And while I know that they do have microtransactions in the game, I don't know if it's set up to float the entirety of the game. So right. um you know, I just I think that would probably do or you know what, or what if it like came to game pass or something like yeah. that you know what i mean like some or or playstation uh, whatever subscription service or something like that and was like hey you know it's not free per se but it's on all these passes and yeah. so which gives you the accessibility um to playing a game that you were saying like uh maybe we weren't gonna play this one but you know what it's a co-op game i want to play with my friends it's essentially free because i'm already paying for the subscription i could see that doing very well but as just a 70 dollars straight up game after getting all these reviews that people are saying like the story like for basically from what i've seen online on youtube and stuff like that and all the scores is they're saying the story is good but the gameplay is just super boring um they're like you're just you know once you once you've played the first hour you've played the whole game basically it's like what they're saying it's just very repetitive and so uh, to me that's like a really good like subscription game you're like hey i'm just here to kill some time with some friends and go and be weird with it you know but yeah. i'm not gonna pay full price for that i don't even think i would i would maybe pay 20 dollars for that but it that's if i didn't have anything else going on i think i'm willing to make kind of a hot take on this one just from kind of what has happened thus far i i unfortunately think this is probably going to get not enough support. I think we're probably going to see about a year worth of roadmap, if that. Um, we're going to see them try to add some things. We'll probably get a DLC. We'll probably get a handful of patches. Um, maybe it'll come to a Game Pass or something like that. I don't think that'll be enough. I think they will uh, end up pulling the plug, and this will kind of become another Marvel's Avengers. And uh, yeah. I don't want that to be the case. I, I'm just not seeing how they're going to gain the 
the investment and the players after what has happened. Um, yeah. And this is coming from a perspective of two people who have not played it. So, you know, please uh, take it for a grain of salt. And I would I would very much hope that outcome is not the case. Yeah, I agree. And it's so hard not to compare it to Marvel's Avengers. I was literally thinking that while you were you're talking before you even said it, because that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, DC and Marvel, different studios and all this stuff, but they're both superheroes and live service. And they're both Four kind of getting this. Co-op. Yeah, they're getting a similar reception. And from some of the, the reviews that I've seen, even the gameplay is very similar in style and stuff like that. And so it's like, oof, you know, that was that one failed too. That one didn't make it and ended up getting essentially canceled. So uh, yeah. what, is, what is Rocksteady slash WB going to do differently yeah. to avoid that fate? Or are they just going to do the same thing? And it, it kind of had me reflecting a little bit on like the live service genre. Right. Like, it's, sorry, it's like, is that a death sentence now to try and get that? Because it's like, there's very few live services that are that work. There's, you know, I can count on like, my hands probably the big ones you know something like league of legends um maybe you count destiny but like you know stuff like that fortnite fortnite for instance fortnite is kind of one of the well i would say maybe league but like fortnite is one of the like ogs and um no the the og is is world of warcraft i guess yep (laughs) okay but now we're getting into (laughs) is an mmo considered a live service yeah it is it's the original live service yeah i mean you're right but the when when you say the word live service it kind of while you're right like in technicality uh, mmo's live service it kind of has a different connotation to it now because otherwise you would have called it an mmo right so it's like when no, you say because no 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 because the mmos were just the most they're just the the first thing someone thinks of when you think of live service now that era is gone and now we have different live service that are not mmos so live service is what the like top level category and mmo is like a subcategory is like that what you're saying because then I would, why no why I would, would say we... I'd say live service is a type of game and MMOs at least the last 20 years were the most prominent of those. Can you think of any game in the 90s that was a live service game? In the 90s? EverQuest? MMO. I mean I, but the, the 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 point I'm trying to make is I would call those all MMOs. Well, technically yeah. yes, I guess they're live service games, but when you say the word live service game, I don't think most people's first thought is MMOs. Let us know in the comments, we'll see. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not a hill I'm willing to die on, but that's just like how I feel. But that anyways, said, um we have a lot to talk about with the PlayStation uh state of play. Yeah, so, um, but before we dive in, we really appreciate everyone who follows us and subscribes. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. East Coast time on podcast services and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram threads and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. Um, we don't monetize anything right now, so the best way that you can support us is by following us and subscribing and, you know, shouting us out to your friends. If you want to ask us a question or leave a comment, you can go to pixelatedrealms.com slash, or sorry, no, that's wrong pixelatedrealms.org slash ask. Go ahead and leave us a comment and we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Okay, so State of Play happened. It's, for those who don't know, it's PlayStations. They they like kind of randomly drop these State of Play announcements to do like showcases of their upcoming games and stuff like that. Um, and this one was a little bit of a fever dream <laughs> in some cases. So um, there was a lot of fun, good announcements for the the kind of 2024 playstation 
you lineup, know, world. Yeah. yeah, the lineup. But it's hard not to talk about Death Stranding first. So Death Stranding 2 got a okay. trailer. And oh. Hideo Kojima has to be on LSD when he's writing these things. <laughs> there's no other, or acid or something. Like, there's not, there's no other way to describe the these thing. videos. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he, like, you watch this and you're just like, who approved yeah. this? Yeah, like where did you where did you conceptualize this? And why like, did you in think a this deprivation is... tank? Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, if you watch the video in Death Stranding, like the you know they obviously have the baby in the womb and they do that shot and then it looks up but it has like it's like bleeding red black goo and then it opens its mouth and a little drone comes out and it flies out and then the the bad guy who is uh, Troy Baker is this like. You know, guitar wielding, rock, like hair, yeah. you know, 80s hair metal guy with this like kiss, like, f- you know, face paint. And he's got this guitar that's actually a weapon, of course. And he plays the guitar to shoot lightning at people and he can use it as like an axe blade. As an and, axe, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's like this like whole thing of like, and it's like so like niche anime. <laughs> that and like, you know, the, the, this, like one of the, one of the characters has a like a face mask that's actually hands that like have their own thing and they like go like this over their mouth and and then there's this little marionette character like a little literal like marionette that talks and sits on his like belt loop and just talks like a soul without a body like something like that yeah and you're like how does this work in the world that this is supposed to be in and i never finished the first game but i played a lot of it i could only get so far before i was like i'm done walking um but I still don't, even having played the game, I still don't know how any of that fits in. I think it's, you know, I think (laughs) creativity is a weird thing, of course. I mean, you know, I think it's very novel. I think it has a a bit of a, like, mystery shock factor Mm -hmm. in the sense that, like, you know, like, that is what pushing the envelope is, right? It's trying something completely new. A lot of people are going to riot. A lot of people are going to like it, right? So that... Like, the fact that you're like, wow, that's super weird is the provocative nature of a new idea. Um, And so I'm fine recognizing that, and I'm fine, like, appreciating it. And the game does look very interesting to me. Um, I also have not beaten the first game. After watching that trailer, though, I really wish I had, because I wasn't understanding everything. Um, I was a little confused, uh, just, like, storytelling-wise, but there was a few gameplay aspects uh, that did stand out to me that kind of were cool. So first and foremost, in the first game, like it, it really is about the environment and trying to transverse the environment for many aspects of the game. I mean, yes, there's some combat elements, but a lot of it is this uh, terrain transversal aspect. And in the trailer, we could see new types of environments and new like particle physics going on. So we saw like... Um, like avalanches when he was hiking through mountains. Uh, There's going to be like beaches. Uh, So there was all these new like environmental elements to me that looked that to me that flagged Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a new gameplay feature. Like this is what they've been changing from the first one. So I think it's really cool. I think it's like almost like it's hard to just not just, you know, indistinguish it from like an art piece or a film. Yeah, Um, totally. And I appreciate that Kojima is heading that in our society he is heading this film and video game you know vision moving forward whatever we feel like calling it a cinematic video game um so although i do believe kojima is a little overhyped in in the video game industry just 
like by his presence alone like it's just like people think they need to like get down and bow um i i still think he has really exciting ideas and you know i'll be curious to see when this comes out yeah and like none of my criticism think means that i don't like it uh it's just you know it's undeniably weird and there's a, certainly a place for weird right and yeah uh, whether or not that will translate to sales, though, will be interesting. And I think Hideo Kojima does a really good job of marketing himself. Right. And I don't know if it was an accident or if this is on purpose or whatever, or if he's just is like, hey, I'm just some, you know, artistic, you know, crazy person. And everyone just jumped on board with that. But like, um, you know, that does that's going to take this game that's why he can get away with this stuff is because like he can make these weird games that mo most people would look like if anybody else made this they'd be like ooh, like uh, i don't know about this but because it's a guy that everyone trusts they're like okay maybe i'll give it a shot um so I, you know i'm probably not gonna buy it to be honest but i am curious to watch the youtube videos about this game you know yeah. and and see what the gameplay is and stuff like that um and you know kind of in the same breath He's he also announced a new game, so he's making a new action espionage game, which is the genre he's famous for, right? Metal Gear being his, you know, kind of most popular uh, thing. So, you know, he's working with PlayStation on essentially a new Metal Gear something similar. Obviously, he can't do Metal Gear because um, Konami owns the rights to it, but he's gonna. It's I I can't imagine it's honestly gonna be that different. Um, it's probably new, you know, new character, new world, but the gameplay and stuff like that is probably going to be very similar and we'll see where he takes it. And I'm very excited to see where, where, you know, what kind of full unleashed Kojima yeah. is allowed to do in a action espionage game. Right. Because I feel like for a long time, you know, the companies were probably like, you can be weird, but you can't be that weird. Right. You know, like if they were, <laughs> if, you know, before he started his own company, like if he was like, okay, hear me out. You wear a fetus on your chest. They'd be like, no, right. no hard pass, hard pass. That's going to um, be a no, Kojima. See you later. Yeah, but now, you know, he, he's his own boss. And so, you know, everyone's like, hey, all right. He makes money. He's been proven to make money even with his weirdest yeah. ideas. Um, yeah. So if that can work, they're just going to let him off the leash. He's going to be able to do some crazy stuff. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, um, we'll definitely keep an eye out on that one. Um, but there was actually a lot of really interesting games uh, that that got uh, bits in the state of yep. play. So just starting from the first one, um, Helldivers 2. Have you played yes. the first Helldivers by chance? I, I never played the first Helldivers, but I am very interested in this one now. Yeah. Um, so it's a $40 title, which I know like huh. we really shouldn't judge a game based off of its like value, but... That always the the lower barrier to entry for me always makes me interested because I do it's hard not to essentially lower my bar for yeah. what I would you know like normally have for a game when it's like hey this is a this is this game's half price of a full title, um, yeah. which that and then it's like okay it's co op I also give a lot of leeway to co-op games because one i just like to go on adventures with my friends and if let's say the game is mediocre but i can do some dumb crap yeah. with my friends <laughs> it makes the game a lot more fun and this game looks like you could do a lot of dumb shit like it, you can basically call in a nuke on your friends on accident and like blow them up so what yeah and i was like okay like maybe i could get into this and like this reminds me i'm getting a lot of like outriders vibe in this yeah. game and i actually really liked outriders um I played it from beginning to end. I had a really good character and stuff like that. Um, 
And I think people gave Outriders a lot of shit because they kind of played it as if it was a live service game, but it was never a live service game. It was designed to be a, you play the game through, you have a cool character that's wacky and you, you know, you do some stuff. Um, but people would get to the end and be like, where's the rest of it? And it's like, well, that's never what the game was supposed to be. So like having played with my friends in that game and just playing through the story, like once through, like I felt like I got my, my time in and it was good and I was done. Uh, this is a game like I feel like I could get into in that same respect where it's like, hey, I don't know if it'll score the best. I mean, we we don't have any scores or really any previews out of it yet. But if, you know, it comes out and they're like, hey, it's pretty good. You can do you can shoot with your friends. You can kill bugs. You can do other stuff and you can have fun. I might be sold on it. Yeah. You know, one thing I think that's worth noting is the original Helldivers 1 game was a top-down shooter, and they've decided to orient this now to a third-person shooter, Mm -hmm. which, to be perfectly honest, I think that opens the door. Like, I kind of immediately become more interested, because it's not that I don't like top-down shooters, Um, I just think they lend themselves to particular types of games more than others. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I, I was really interested. We don't have a lot of information on this one, um, but it's something to look out for. Um, shifting over um, to a game that actually does look incredibly interesting to me is uh, Stellar Blade. Um, did you did you see that trailer as well in the state of play? I did see the trailer. Honestly, I, this wasn't a game that piqued my personal interest yeah. a lot. So as you could probably imagine... Okay, but, let me take um, it from you, here then. Yeah, you you take it. So, uh, Stella Blade, um, you know, of course you you it's introduced us to this kind of incredible anime looking world. I get Xeno Gear vibes, I get mm-hmm. um Arise vibes, I get uh um you know, that kind of Japanese RPG, like Near Automata, uh Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16, like there was a lot of those vibes coming out of me, which frankly is is definitely a positive so i was like okay okay i like this the characters look compelling and interesting um the art immediately stood out to me as something quite beautiful Uh, the graphics clearly look next gen i would take a guess that it is probably the same engine that final fantasy 16 is run on um it is a korean development team called uh shift up and i was kind of like oh i am not familiar with them um so they are uh part of like uh the greater or oh man i'm gonna i have to look it up now because i feel stupid like a parent company is that where you're going with this like what yeah. the parent company is oh right yeah they're just a parent i feel even stupider now so they're uh they're a small studio owned by sony studios and okay. essentially uh this game is five years in the making uh it has a lot of inf- like i said it has a lot of influences from near automata final fantasy 16 uh yeah. devil mccry you know, they didn't really reveal a ton of information, but they re- revealed enough that where I'm of enough of the gameplay where I'm like, this is definitely a wish list. This is definitely a uh, look after uh, kind of like keep an eye on this one. Um, this is going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive for everyone um, on the show, just so you know. Um, so you might have to wait if you're a PC player, but uh, I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Cool. Yeah, it, it looks good. I mean, the, you're right. The graphics look amazing. Um, yeah. You know, not really my style, but, you know, very exciting for those who like that kind of thing. Uh, something that I'm looking for, well, there's actually a few on here that I'm I'm really looking forward to. But one that I've been kind of keeping my eye on that I'm still kind of uncertain about, but I feel uh, could be, is really popular right now as far as, like, hype, is the Rise of the Ronin game. Like, that one's yeah. been getting a lot of hype. Um, looking at the gameplay, though, I feel like it could go either way. And I'm very interested to see where it ends up. 
where it lands because it looks very much like a Sekiro Assassin's Creed samurai kind yeah. of crazy. You know, like you have like all these like really fast attacks. You can jump up in the air and glide down and then jump and attack somebody. And it's supposed to be like open world. And um, it's hard not to compare it to something like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that, which is like one of my favorite games of all time, you know. 10 out of so 10 I have out of 10. I have some information on this one. I too am really. I was I I saw the gameplay for Rise of Ronin and I said, you know, who made this? Because this is clearly someone who's done something similar to this before. So I looked mm-hmm. it up. Um, yep. It is Team Ninja. Team Ninja is part of Koai Tech Techmo. So it's yep. part of the bigger a, a bigger organization, but they are responsible for Dead or Alive. They're sponsor yeah. Neo, responsible Oolong, for Neo Ninja Gaiden. Um, Yes, uh, Wu, right, Wulong. So they have a lot of experience in this games. Have you played mm-hmm. Neo? Uh, any I of haven't, but I. Okay. It, it's one so, of those ones that, like, I'm surprised yep. I haven't. Yeah, so I played Neo too. Um, it is a, it is a very very similar to Sekiro, um, mm-hmm. and the the kind of from soft formula, um, with a little bit of their own twist to it. Yeah, um, it is very, very fun. It is very compelling and great. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, they did Wulong and Neo. Like, we're looking really good here. Um, there's a few just plot elements that looked really interest to, interesting to me. Um, first and foremost, it's taking place in the 19th century. Um, and if your history is a little uh, shaky, uh, the 19th century was uh, early 19th century was a time of isolationism in Japan. Um, they had a policy mm-hmm. not to allow this is real, real life. This isn't just in the game. Yeah, uh, they didn't the allow early, any white people in. <laughs> they didn't allow anyone in. Um, yeah. It didn't. If you weren't Japanese, you weren't allowed in. Um, it was an isolationist policy. And, you know, essentially due to various factors uh, that we don't have time to explain, uh, they opened up their trade in that in the 19th century. Um Look up, uh, look up, uh, what is it? Uh, it's like gunboat negotiation or something. There's a history term. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, either way, so that's going to be, it's really interesting. So you're, t- it's taking place in a port that is the first port to open up to mm. foreigners. So you're this, like, you're this rogue samurai who is going to be interacting with a world wide kind of array of individuals it has this real like red dead redemption feel because it's that history plus it's this combat and it has this narrative so i love that think think about ghost of tushima with kind of this really cool like assassin's creed flair with this really cool history flair i don't know once i kind of saw all of that i was like i think this could be like really really good I mean, I hope so. Like, I, well, I mean, obviously, I'd never hope a game fails, but like, I really hope this comes out and is what everybody wants it to be. I think we've only gotten trailers. I don't think we've gotten any preview, like, like mm-hmm. um, preview gameplay or anything like that from any of the outlets. So I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye on. It was this some one. gameplay. It, it, no, th- it's... there's there's trailer gameplay, but I don't think anybody's oh. got their hands on it yet. Right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that one's that one's very high on my watch list. Um, I think that's probably going to end up being a ps exclusive too but i i don't have that double checked um, um moving yeah, on probably. so there's actually a, there's a couple i think there's a couple here that i i we don't really need to even talk about like you know v rising coming to playstation that's great Dave yeah. the diver coming to playstation that's great um if you want to talk about silent hill you're welcome to yeah, personally i'm not a, i'm not interested so I'm, I'm interested in silent hill i love those games and so they they shadow dropped a a companion game called Silent Hill The Short Message, which is like this short game that is basically marketing material for the full game. But um, I did download it. I played it and I beat it. 
and it, it's fun and it's cool and but it's completely different than silent hill 2 and so it's really just a like hey here's a little olive branch while we're still working on the game you actually want um and it's this very interesting story that takes place in modern germany and um it's a first person game. It's more of a psychological thriller about like the woes of like suicide and stuff like that. So warning if you're that kind of thing um, makes you uneasy, I would skip the game, but it it's very cool. It's very interesting. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's very short experience. It's only, I think it only took me like two hours to play through. Um, That was cool. So uh, unexpected and always fun to get those kind of things. It's very remnant of the, the Kojima PT kind of, um you know demo that came out a while ago um, yeah. first person all the doors are doing weird things are getting chased around at some points so very cool very dark um not you know not very long but w- worth a good play through if you like those kind of games but honestly it doesn't have really that much to do with silent hill itself so if you're only interested in silent hill the original games or silent hill 2 remaster that's coming out um you could probably skip it but the remake looks really cool i mean it's considered kind of one of the best horror games ever made so you know depending on who you ask obviously that's debatable i'm I'm kind of painted with a, a alien a isolation brush. yeah big brush there yeah i mean well yeah this, i mean we weren't talking about horror games we can go for a long time but uh, um it's you know one of the best and so that the fact that this remake is coming out is very exciting you know kind of a modern take on everything and if it's as good as like the resident evil 2 and stuff like that comes out then i'm excited to play it i mean i'm gonna get it for sure that sounds great i'd love to hear more about it get me into it i'm always ripe to uh to yeah i i I like to like things so if someone can convince me to uh to turn sides and and play it i i'm i'm all for it Um, yeah so those two more games in the state of play that really stood out to me one we've talked about the other we haven't really um but both i think deserve some attention the first is judas coming from our uh team that created bioshock Um, Mm -hmm. if you've seen the trailer for this you will tell you can tell very easily that it's from the team uh team by bioshock uh yeah first and foremost narratively speaking it looks incredibly interesting. It looks dynamic. Uh, the art looks super creative and exciting and interesting and compelling. So that's all great. The tone, like it's all there. Um, I got to say, maybe it's like a smidge too Bioshock, like in the sense that I'm like, oh, yeah, like I, I is this Bioshock four? Um, I know but, it does. It does look like a straight Bioshock. But is like, there anything world. wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with that? No, no. 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 I mean, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks fun. It looks wacky. Um, they haven't really shown like a ton of, yeah. I mean, but it, it looks like Bioshock, right? It looks like Bioshock Infinite kind of stuff. There's going to be weird bad guys that have these like grandiose plans that are end up getting foiled because of either their own ignorance or ineptitude or whatever, or you, just because you killed them. And like, you know, all these wacky characters in this weird world but it's probably going to be a blast you know and there's always going to be a twist you know that's the bioshock thing right is these guys have some big twist that you know you're the bad guy the whole time or some shit you know that's been the twist in like half the games but um (laughs) i'm excited to play it dystopian future first person combat you know weird wacky characters narrative yeah 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 the, the main character looks great so um we're sold not much to say more than like yeah hey please uh, yeah come out sooner um, and we'll play were you, were you ever a dragon's dogma person did you do you know anything about that 
Yes. So that was the last one I wanted to talk about uh, to close out today. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2. Anyone who's played a Dragon's Dogma game all the way through is probably holding their breath until this game's out. This game comes out because it just looks incredible. Dragon's Dogma, if you're not familiar, is a um, it's a long form RPG. Is a is mm-hmm. what I'm going to call it. It is an RPG that wants you to appreciate walking from a city to another city and all the adventures that might happen in between mm-hmm. you know, without fast travel. It has a really kind of authentic um, RPG experience. It's quite unique um, in some ways. And uh, personally, I haven't beat it. I've played quite a few hours of it. Uh, It's a very long game, but it's also a game that you can kind of tell early on, like, wow, I'm going to need to invest some time and effort into, like, understanding it. But once I do, this is going to be one of those games that once you beat it, you're like, maybe that was the best game I've ever played, you know? Um, And Dragon's Dogma 2, it looks like, it just looks like they've improved everything and that is just so amazing it has these amazing like the 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 new combat animations look incredible um you can hop on the beast which was in the first game as well but it just looks even smoother now Mm -hmm. um everything just looks better and smoother and all the things the developers have been talking about just align with the first game so they're like you know guys we really like we didn't take out any of the challenges in the first game we just made the game better and so i'm really excited it's coming out on march 22nd i will pick it up i will probably fail to beat it and then i'll pick it up later i will probably play it again until i beat it um but i know there's a lot of people out there who are really looking forward to this one myself yeah yeah i'm excited for this one i never did play the first dragon's dogma um and i wish i had and it just i didn't know about it at the time and now that this one's coming out, I'm really excited. I mean, the other one came out, I want to say, 12 years ago. I think it was, I'm looking it's it up, somewhat, 2012. Yeah. It's 2012. Yeah. So it's, it's been a while. Old. And, like, I'm really into these kind of genres. So, like, I've beaten every Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all the FromSoft games, which this gives a lot of those vibes. I also like long-form RPGs that aren't um, <laughs> Final Fantasy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, these kind of, like, dark... It- I would almost compare these games a little bit more. It's to me, it, it's not as from softy. It's more. Um, would you say? Oh, like, it almost feels like an MMO RPG that's not an MMO. I, interesting. And I, I wish someone in the comments and some of our but like Dragon Age, to, something like that, like more Dragon Age. Yes, it's more like it's not. Eh, you know, there is quests, there's companions, there's, like, relate. It's it's almost more Witcher 3 or Mass Effect 2 oh, I'm sold kind of then. thing. I'm yeah. for sure sold. Like, it has I, I'm very take, excited. Though. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's unique. It's not going to be exactly like those games. Um, but Yeah. And, and from really what good. I've seen online and everything like that, I hear that apparently the story is, like, amazing and, like, you know, very twisty and one of those kind of, like, you really have to dive into it to understand it because you might be very confused for sometimes and then later you're like oh my god that makes a little sense now like it's very deep so, it's a very deep game is for, is for what i hear well you know to round out that thought i'm playing through uh i'm continuing to play through elder scrolls daggerfall right now on with the unity cut and it's just made me really appreciate like games that don't hold your hand you know i, mm. I think that not that i hate a game that just says like okay go here Okay, you did that. Now go here. Now go here. 
that's great. You know, sometimes you just kind of want to like sit back and not have to think about it and just play play a video game. But sometimes you want to like really dive in deep and make and read all of the quest texts. And if you don't read the quest texts, mm-hmm. you're not going to know that you're supposed to go north northwest and go to this hut, hunt a witch who has a potion for you that you need to take to a castle to save a queen. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of engagement which I'm experiencing in Daggerfall right now, it it's another level of storytelling um and it i think a lot of games are missing that like how would you do an element that like kind of um kind of learning the hard way right like so in, in daggerfall yes the game was released in 94 or 96 um it's like but still like i'm like i got poisoned and i'm like crap this character is going to die now. So I had to go back to a save. Like you have to learn and it's harsh and it's not like giving you anything. You have to earn it. Um, Mm -hmm. Dragon's Dogma always kind of followed that, that, uh, that creed where it was like, yeah, no, you could go to, uh, you know, your character is being asked to walk from village one to village two. And there might be a really high level monster. You could try to kill it. You're not going to succeed, but you could try, right. you know, so it's I love that. I love the challenging my brain mm-hmm. to uh, question the game, the mechanics and opt and, you know, find out what works so you can succeed. Cool. Well, I am very excited for that, but we're out of time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. East Coast time on podcast services and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram, threads, and YouTube at pixelatedrealmspodcast.org. Damn it. I almost did it again. That's also wrong. Let me... Restart, restart. You can find us on Instagram, threads, and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. All right, I did it. I did it that time. All right, bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.